Welcome to Rubberband Live, the Australian recruitment and talent acquisition vodcast and podcast. I am Eden Haddock, your host and the creator of Rubberband, the recruitment network for all. Let's go live. Welcome everyone out there. Thank you so much for joining this session of Rubberband Live. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land I live and work on, the Wadawurrung and Jarjawurrung people. I recognise their continuing connection to the land and waterways. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend this to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Simon Bernardino. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Eden. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's quite quite a beautiful Friday afternoon here in Ballarat. I'm um, I'm loving life, and and I'm I'm delighted to be joined by you today. I'm I'm so excited to um, to celebrate and share your story today. So that's probably a really great place to start, Simon. T- tell me. Who is Simon Bernardino? Tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your history. I want to hear about you. Yeah, no worries at all. Well, yeah, thanks for this opportunity. And uh, yeah, I saw that uh, you've been doing this for two years now. Well, it's been two years since you started Rubber Band. So yeah, really well done on um, such a great initiative and the community that you've built over the past two years. Thank you, Simon. Um, but yeah, I think uh, myself, um, you know, I'm born and raised in Darwin in the Northern Territory. So the top end, uh, but I've been um, in Sydney now for the past 10 years and in between that I spent five years in uh, in London and then also five years, oh no, actually four years in London and, and five years in Adelaide as well. So a bit of travel and, um, you know, a few different journeys uh, on that travel. But, uh, yeah, I think at heart I'm, I'm a pretty simple person. Um, I'm more focused on building up experiences rather than having possessions or things around me. And I guess, yeah, my, my, my favourite time or, you know, where I'm, where I'm most comfortable is, you know, spending time with, you know, people I care about and, uh, you know, being or contributing to community, my family and, and also my friends. Oh, that is so wonderful. And Simon, were you, tell me, were you born in Darwin? Is, is, is that where you were born and raised? Yeah. Yeah, I was born in, and raised in Darwin, but uh, you know, my parents actually ended up in, in Darwin as uh, refugees from East Timor. So oh. that was around 1975, if I remember correctly. So uh, my mum and dad and my sister was uh, a toddler at, at that time. And I think right. my brother was uh, just conceived, potentially. So he's still in the tummy, <laughs> so to speak. And, but, yeah, they uh, they ended up uh, heading to Darwin and, uh, on as, as refugees escaping, I guess, a civil war in East Timor that had broken out between the, the two political parties there after, you know, 500 years of uh, Portuguese, um, I guess, uh, you know, Portuguese being, being settled or, you know, being a Portuguese colony. Right. Oh, look, what a journey and, and deep respect to, to your family. Uh, tell, me, tell me, what was your first job? Was your first job in recruitment? No, definitely not. And uh, I think there's two ways I can answer that. Obviously, my, my first job ever was you know, working in my parents' supermarket as uh, doing the doing the till and, and filling the fridges uh, when when they got empty. And I'd be working alongside 
mum throughout, you know, during the, the afternoons after school. And uh, then dad would actually finish up his day job working at Woolworths. And then uh, he would head into the supermarket and close it up in the evening while mum uh, headed home to, I guess, get, get dinner ready and, and take care of the house for myself, my brother and my sister. Uh, but my, my first, I guess, real job was actually a uh, well, professional job and was in Sydney and was doing um, outdoor media sales, actually, for, for live events uh, such as uh-huh. the Royal Easter Show, the Yakka. Um, what else was there? They we used to set up live sites for you know the uh, Football World Cup, uh, Rugby World Cup. And uh, basically it was a uh, sales pitch approaching uh, a list of contacts that you basically had to build from scratch. This is kind of pre-LinkedIn days. I remember my oh, first day was awesome. there's a telephone and uh, there's a you know desktop computer and you know build your spreadsheet and start ringing people and offering this emergency package uh, to advertise at a live event. Wow, incredible. Uh, and, and I think both of those examples, you talk about your parents um, and then you talk about your first role um, and the, the hard work. Like, and I, I can imagine that it, it has given you that work ethic that, that helps you thrive in recruitment. Uh, I, I myself, I, I started work very young as well. I, I was 14 and nine months, which was the legal age. And I worked every day after work in a florist, you know, I think, I think that work ethic um, early on and my parents, you know, I'm, I'm middle-class. I grew up in lower socioeconomic Sydney and they were incredibly hardworking people as well. I think, that that history is so important when we talk about recruitment because it makes us who we are and having those role models and having those early experiences uh, really give us that work ethic to thrive and succeed. What made you decide that recruitment was the career path for you, Simon? How did you get into recruitment? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a tough one, right? I think, depending uh, on who you speak to, I don't know if anyone ever makes a, you know, a conscious decision to go into it, but I saw a great opportunity when I was in, in London and uh, nice. I've always kind of been in uh, customer-facing roles, whether it be working in cafes or in retail before that. And, you know, there was that first role I had in Sydney doing media sales. And, you know, I think I've always been naturally drawn to, to individuals and learning about their story, about their background, their culture and their journey. So I was travelling uh, on a six-month um, uh trip to, to Europe for the first time ever uh, when I was about 24, I want to say. And, yeah. yeah, one of my friends there, um, he just started working at a company called Red Commerce who do SAP recruitment. And, uh-huh, um, right. Yeah, so he invited me in to meet some of the team and uh, you know, meet his boss. And it kind of just spiraled from there. I saw, like, a, a great opportunity in terms of, you know, initially I was more you drawn to the culture and the environment that I saw there. Uh, it was, you know, high pace, competitive, but very international as well. Mm. And I guess it was just an, an opportunity that I'd never really considered before. And, you know, learning a little bit more about, uh, I guess, recruitment and SAP and, you know, having that opportunity to work with such a diverse team, uh, I just was really drawn to the, the human side of recruitment and being able to connect with different individuals that are, you know, stage in everyone's life when, you know, the potentially changing roles and, you know, changing or looking for new opportunities for different reasons. And I found that that connection, that real human side of recruitment just to be 
really interesting and, and it just kind of really gelled with who I am as a person as well. I love it. I mean, we all talk about that we fell into recruitment, right? I don't I don't think we ever, you know, as children or teenagers seek out that career path. But I think the the one thing that does unite us in our career journeys and why we joined is that deep personal connection and and being able to help people at a stage in in their life. You know, job seeking can be very stressful and I think that Yeah. For me, that's that's the most rewarding thing, particularly when I worked in early careers and um, and volume recruitment. I, I found that just j- just incredible to to be able to mm-hmm. give people an early opportunity. H- has the reality of of being a recruiter for you met your expectations? Yeah, it has, and, and you know, exceeded it. You know, far beyond my my expectations as well. Like, I really love you know what I do and the opportunity that I. I get to have an impact on individuals and and also mm. the companies that I work with, and you know it's been a big part of my journey as you know an individual and and obviously in a professional sense as well. I think with that first role in in London, I was kind of um, blessed in the sense that even though I was based in London, obviously and Aussie traveling, I the market that I focused on was actually Scandinavia. So I spent oh, all wow. of my all my days, um, you know, with, with the time I was there for about two and a half years, uh, reaching out to SAP consultants in you know Denmark and Norway and Sweden, and uh, you know even uh, Finland as well. So the really and the, the reason I mentioned that is because it really ties into I guess why I love recruitment and that human side is because in in Scandinavia and all of those countries because of the the socioeconomic setup and uh, the way that their salaries, um, you know, obviously the tax brackets, and it goes into back into the you know the different services, whether it be free education, you know, mm. amazing healthcare, and the different economic programs that they offer. Individuals weren't actually motivated by salary. Yeah, so right. Two and a half years, I basically built out a network and uh, you know uh, knowledge of individuals' actual needs in their personal life and some of the biggest triggers for for the you know the, the individuals that I worked with in you know Denmark Sweden and, and Finland was being able to pick up their children from school or do the school drop off or work on a project that was actually 30 minutes from their home and uh-huh. just being able to have that you know healthy work life balance and you know have priorities beyond you know, um, uh, a gain in terms of, you know, going up in salary or, you know, just focused on, uh, you know, continuing on their professional journey as well. So I think those first couple of years really shaped my approach to, to recruitment as well and, you know, leading with connecting uh, at an individual level and understanding mm-hmm. exactly what what people are looking for and, you know, what's important to them, you know, not just uh, making a job description fit or understanding, you know, salary and and uh you know those kind of more material things but obviously they're important to getting something over the line as well as we all know yeah sure but i th- i think what's really empowering about that is that you know you're you're not just trying to make an a quick placement or put someone into a role or trying to get them to fit into a, a certain box that will i suppose benefit you as a recruiter you're getting to the core of the person and understanding their purpose mm-hmm. and i think that that's really wonderful and it's an incredible trait to have as as a recruiter tell me what what are the biggest lessons you've learned over the years yeah, biggest lessons great question uh i guess you know 
think there's you always I think you always learn the most when you're failing. I think when yes. things go wrong, it's the biggest opportunity for you to to really lean in and and embrace that. And I think that's really taken me a long time to learn. Like I would say, I'm still working on that. But over the past, you know, two or you know, three to four years, especially when we Nick and I started Lab Seventeen, it's uh, you know there's been so many learnings and so many failures. And I think you know what. I would say is that you know being comfortable with things not working out or being comfortable in in the grind and when things are failing has mm. really you know now I can look back at, at even you know failures further in the distance now and I can still find key learnings in that absolutely um, but yeah I think there's there's quite a few different ones I, it's hard to sort of nail down you know one you know specific one um, but if I had to you know, share one particular learning that that has sort of I still haven't learned it, and it still comes back to haunt me from time to time. Is just the fact that you need to um, reach out to people around you. You know, when you're yes. going through something tough, um, I've probably got a tendency to keep it to myself mm-hmm. and you know figure this out myself. But you know, you've really got to le- lean on individuals around you, um, your network, your family, your friends. Who can help you get through those tough times? So, I think there's yeah, there's probably a list of of uh, occasions that that I can reflect on. But I would say, um, yeah, just just know that you're not doing it on your own all the time. Yes, and and look, this is a tough industry. Recruitment is an incredibly tough industry, and we, we you know we're stretched to capacity every day. We're on a roller coaster every day, and I think one of the things I've learned. Simon is is quite similar to you. I think the generosity of the recruitment and talent acquisition industry to be that sounding board or be that support for you. I, I had in the past always been afraid to reach out. Mm. Um, and, and I've really learned now that, you know, if I am having a tough day, people can relate because the chances are they've just had a ch- tough day as well and they're there to support you. Simon? Absolutely. Ah, oh, 100%. And Simon, tell me whether it's in life or whether it's in your career, what, what are you the most passionate about? Yeah, there's, uh, I, I would, if I had to say one word, it, it's, you know, community. And, you know, that's driven by, you know, by my heritage, like my background, you know, being Timorese Portuguese, but obviously being born in Australia. Um, you know, there's always been a heavy emphasis on, you know, family, friends and community. And, uh, you know, if you can imagine when my parents first got here, they left, you know, East Timor and with basically the clothes on their back, you know, arrived wow. in arrived in Darwin. And, you know, there was the Red Cross there. There was other Timorese and Portuguese people who had moved there earlier. Um, you know, there were people from the local community who you know, met my parents and the rest of um, the people that had escaped at that point in time with open arms and, and welcoming yes to the community and you know offered their support and in any way they could and you know, i think as i've kind of gotten older i've been a part of like sports in particular soccer or football depending what you want to call it has been a big part of my life and not just because of the sports element but because yeah. of the community element and you know going back to the first club that i played at you know from when i was five years old it was casually in a football club and you know that was the club that was you know, my father was a founding member and the rest of the, the sort of 
founding members came from the Portuguese Timorese community. It was like an extension of the, the social club there. So community has, has always been really important to me. And, you know, that's extended now in, in, in relation to, you know, what I can do as an individual and, you know, some of the focuses we have at the Lab 17. Uh, you're working with organizations such as uh, Take Three for the Sea, um, Solar Buddy, and, um, you know, also Rainforest Rescue. So just contributing back to community is something that, I, that I'm really passionate about. Um, you know, in a, in a more kind of uh, fun area of my life, being my, my girlfriend, Ali, uh, we're yeah. very interested in attending um, bush doofs or, or, you know, uh, community festivals. Oh, and Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've actually, we've actually got a tea, um, a tea dome, an, an alcohol-free uh, tea dome experience that we build as well. Um, oh, wow. And we set up at different uh, festivals and you know the festival culture is it's all about community and, and kind of people helping each other out that's amazing oh i love it i love it i love it so tell me about your current role lab 17 tell me about your business Seem to hear all about it sorry yeah it's uh it should go after that. i actually haven't seen a telephone in a long time um <laughs> But yeah, Lab Seventeen. Nick and I started it uh, for an yeah, four year, uh, yeah, March two thousand and nineteen is when we kicked off. And you know, we came into it was just myself and Nick when when Lab Seventeen started, and we I guess kind of been in the, the recruitment and talent acquisition space for uh, you know over a decade decade by that point in time, and we wanted to start something of our own where we could continue to kind of work in in the tech space and work with uh, innovative uh, organizations and, and amazing founders that were you know trying to have an impact um, in on the world in, in different areas or different industries so we launched with um, a talent acquisition arm and in the first couple of years and then you know since then uh, we've also uh, launched a, a people development side of the business and you know, basically we look to partner with organizations that are going through different stages of growth and you know we deliver simple but powerful solutions that um, offer sustainable growth as you know organizations continue to scale wonderful oh that's great i i love hearing about you know i guess innovation and and new business and we're seeing so much more of that in in the australian industry it's it's so wonderful to see all these wonderful businesses emerging and thriving um and and i think the success of that a lot of it would be coming down to your your background and you know you talk about community you talk about the lessons that you've learned over the years you've talked about the importance of your culture and what that has brought so i'm i was absolutely delighted to meet with you today simon and to hear about your story and to hear about lab 17 but finally tell me what advice would you give it, you give to anyone out there who is working in recruitment or who is perhaps considering a career in recruitment? Yeah, it's a really good question. And, you know, if I look back on my own experience and, and you know, the opportunities that recruitment has provided me you know, for well over a decade now, I've had the opportunity to work with amazing companies you know, such as uh, Spotify and, and Safety Culture. Oh, um, as an in- internal employee. And then, you know, since Nick and I have both launched the Lab 17, we've partnered with amazing businesses such as, I don't know, Linktree, um, Indebted, you know, Scheduler, to mention a few. But what it comes down to for me is, 
you need to identify what is really important to you, what you're passionate about. You know, mm-hmm. and you've uh, been doing recruitment uh, for long enough now or been involved in the talent space. And you know, sometimes it can be a grind and you're going through the, the motions or the processes. You know what you have to do to get an outcome um, in the role that we perform. But you have to go deeper than that. You need to find out, you know, what are you interested in? What are you, what, you know, are you passionate about? And you know, for me, I've managed to, um, you know, work in recruitment for this period of time and, and, and love it and continue to love it because I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about learning about cultures. I'm passionate about community um, mm. and overall, you know, just helping individuals, um, whether it be, in finding a new role, whether it be in, you know, uh, being interested in um, you know, soccer or football or attending Bushdorfs. Like, I think it's, uh, you got to tie what you back, you know, whatever you do in life, I think you've got to tie it back into what you're actually passionate about and what's important to you as an individual. 100%. And I, I completely agree with you, Simon. And my final piece of advice for anyone listening out there is is very similar it's find your purpose and follow that yeah, purpose. Exactly. And you will find happiness and you will find happiness in connection and community. So, Simon, thank you so much for joining me today. It, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. Um, and congratulations to you and Nick on your thriving business and keep enjoying those poof-doofs. Or poof-doofs, <laughs> I just that's that. From the queer, from the queer community. Bush-doofs, there we go. Hey. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Simon. Thanks, Ethan. No worries, man. Have a good yeah. weekend. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.